What is up, everybody? Welcome to today's News Tonight, a special Saturday episode, because I don't read my calendar. As always, <laughs> I'm joined by my co-founders in Good Vibes Gaming, Ash Paulson and Derek Bittner. And as you can see, we have a special guest, my good friend, someone I've talked about on the show before, author of 101 Games to Play Before You Grow Up, co-host of the uh, Memory Card Podcast with Push Dustin, and... Uh, he started a Kickstarter recently, none other than Ben Ooh. Bertoli. How are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Uh, you know. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> you know, it's a it's good day. It's a weekend, feeling good. Yeah. I, before, I, I want to ask you more about this Kickstarter, Ben, but before I do that, I do have to mention mm-hmm. that today's episode is sponsored by none other than Straight Lace and The Soul Device, a good friend of the channel, somebody who has given us so much support. We love you so much. Um... Here's what Straight Lace has to say for today's episode. The Soul Device is a puzzle platformer where the player uses a number of arm-mounted devices to solve puzzles by creating platforms and mirrors, flipping switches, interacting with electronics, and more using the player's HP as a battery to power the devices. A sequel is also currently in development that expands upon the ideas of the first game and adds even more functionality to the original devices but will also feature an expansion with four additional devices for the player to use, upgrade, and explore a new map with. You can find more information on the Soul Device 1 and 2 on Straight Lace's YouTube channel, where he posts developer updates and different mechanics that he will be using in the Soul Device 2. Any and all feedback is appreciated. Uh, There's a link to Straight Lace's channel in the chat if you're watching live, and there will be one in the description if you're watching the VOD version later on. Uh, we'd appreciate you going over there, checking out what he has to offer, and and looking into the Soul Device 1 on Steam right now, and uh, checking out his development progress on the Soul Device 2 on his channel. Thanks again to Straight Lace for sponsoring this episode. We appreciate you so, so much. Speaking Hell of yeah, folks, I, I swear games. he has new elements every time we read copy. I know, right? <laughs> he does, his, yeah, his, no, they do. We're, it's almost like his ads are, are a devlog for his game because we're finding out more and more about what he's doing, which is kind of right. cool. Um, speaking of folks making games, though, I alluded to this earlier. Ben, you've started a Kickstarter. Yes. So why don't you yeah. tell us more um, about uh, Bark Magic? So Bark Magic is a tabletop game that I've been developing with my wife um, for quite a while now. But uh, just in the last year, we kind of honed it all in, all the gameplay um, and uh, everything involved, the characters and how the uh, phases go. And so um, recently we launched our Kickstarter, like you said, and uh, the focus is that you play as a wizard dog who is uh, casting <laughs> spells and trying to dig up these ancient relics um, in these ruins. And uh, the first person to get three mystic gems is the winner, but there's a lot you have to do to get to that point. So. Sounds really cool, man. I mean, man. you had me at Wizard Dog, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I heard you digging, you know, mentioned digging up relics, and I just imagined mm-hmm. like a, a dog in a wizard's robe tearing apart my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, essentially, yeah. I yeah. mean, it might be one of those things where the, the dog thinks they're in some mystic ruins, but really it's just, you know, behind the Home Depot or something. <laughs> uh, nice. I, I've been there. <laughs> right. <laughs> We, we've all had one drink too many at E3, I think. Anyway. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying oh, I was behind a Home Depot. You know what? Anyway, <laughs> let's no, go ahead. No, it was, it, was, <laughs> it was a different hardware store. Yeah, it right, was a Lowe's. Right. Come on. Yeah, I'm Lowe's. pretty sure you and I both have, have, have at least once in our lives had one drink too many at E3, Steve. 
<laughs> yeah, I've I've I'm definitely sure, had yeah. at least one too many at E3 before, <laughs> and, and thought that you were transported <laughs> exactly. to a magical realm. Yeah. I yeah yeah. Let's just say that I, I definitely was transported somewhere. <laughs> uh-huh. I uh, yeah, I've I've told enough drunk stories on this channel. People know I like to party. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of things that might induce one to party, uh, we have this first uh, story from Bloomberg which has a ton of information about the alleged Switch Pro. So the the Bloomberg article is hidden behind a paywall. Fortunately, uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to try to pronounce that name on Reddit. A Redditor <laughs> transcribed <laughs> the, key, the key points here. Uh, so it says, Bloomberg posted a new article. It's locked for terminal subscribers, so link may not work. Um, here's the TLDR version. Uh, Bloomberg has reiterated that the new Switch will launch in holiday 2021, so they're doubling down on that. Uh, hmm. Hardware sales will either remain flat or grow slightly. Okay, that's I don't think that that's a surprise. Like, yeah, yeah they, more they might yeah. do. Yeah, who's going to predict that it'd do worse if Nintendo thought exactly. like, this new Switch is going to be terrible? Let's release it. I, that's right. right. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't even have a screen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, higher expectations are placed on the Switch Pro. That's what it's referred to in the article. Then the PS4 Pro, which sold $2 million in its launch windows. So this is just internal projection stuff. Launch quarter could reach up to $12 million units sold. Uh, that's September that makes to sense, depending on what mm. they launch it with. <laughs> yep, right. exactly. Uh, According yeah. to the hardware forecast, they speculate that the MSRP could be higher for the revision, upwards of 20%. Uh, so that would Makes roughly sense. place it in the three forty nine ninety nine category. Uh, although twenty yeah. percent would be three fifty nine. But when's the last time you saw a piece of hardware priced around there? It's usually either three forty nine right. or three ninety nine. So if they're saying twenty, Nintendo, yeah. Nintendo will do it. Yeah. it's Nintendo. They'll, although they'll yeah, pick some weird I mean, arbitrary three fifty eight eighty four. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. They're saying that they they'll. Uh, just make it more expensive than the switch rather than the original switch, just going down in price and lo- like lowering it across the board for the previous two. And then having this one at the 300. Yeah. Just these, to stay competitive. These last two bullet points are probably the most interesting. They say that Zelda is a strong launch game candidate, which duh, uh, with several <laughs> round out titles to accompany it. And the last one, the performance of this revision is expected to be in line with the PlayStation four pro and Xbox one X. Woof! Like a portable PS4 Pro would be insane. That would be. I I can't help but kind of not fully take that at face value. When when they say when they said performance, I thought they were talking sales performance, not um actual performance of the console itself. Because that is a oh, I guess you could read it. I I guess you could read it either way. I actually read that as like under the hood performance. Yeah, that's how how I read it too. No, I I was thinking sales performance because they were talking about that earlier, but. Right. That's, that's a it's good hard point. to say. You could read it either way. I mean, it is hard to believe that let's, let's, a portable yeah. device would have, you know, power in line with the PS4 Pro and Xbox One X and not be absurdly expensive. And and <laughs> or absurdly large. Yeah, too. I was going to say a, a really big system. Uh yeah. let me see if there's anything in the comments where where they kind of clarify that last point cuz I agree uh Derek that it seems like uh, that that is a possibility, but I wonder. Hmm. Let's see. Bloomberg is suggesting what Bloomberg is suggesting seems <laughs> to imply no or little handheld improvement. They are suggesting DLSS is going to okay. So they are talking about mm. hardware power. 
Um, okay. But to be clear... Maybe it's going to have a dock. Maybe the dock will have something built into it to make it really like <laughs> powerful on the TV, but like still just pretty good in handheld? Yeah. Mm. So I think uh, what they're implying, though, is that NVIDIA is going to use DLSS, which basically is kind of like... It's it's not actually running at 4K. It's running at 1080p, and then they're upscaling it somehow. Right. So mm. that would that would definitely explain it because yeah, you can't fit. I mean, oh, I don't have a PS4 Pro back here anymore. But I was gonna <laughs> say you can't fit guts that powerful into something as small as this current model of the Switch. So I don't know how they would do it. But if it's fancy upscaling, that kind of makes more sense. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. I I feel like. I would say at a raw hardware performance level, I would expect a portable Switch, like an upgraded Switch, to probably match the original models of the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Definitely not the upgraded Mm. models. But I guess you could say, you know, DLSS didn't exist when those machines came out. And I guess through upscaling, if you had something that was roughly as powerful as a base PlayStation 4, that you could probably use dlss to upscale that and and make a convincing 4k image but yeah definitely does, you know no native 4k is happening on this thing at all does bloomberg have a source for this or are they just saying from their own their their own sources like yeah because because I, I it's more going off of Derek Ladovich's uh comment here where these he they say these are the safest most obvious predictions ever i don't know why anyone anyone believes rumors every single time i think there's just there's so many that it's i think that's why they believe them it's just the specifics of the enhanced switch that everybody's trying to figure out and it's either going to be you know a massive upgrade or a modest upgrade it's it's right you know, it, it, that's sort of what tra- people are trying to figure out. But again, I'm not sure because Bloomberg's relatively reputable. So where are they getting this info from? Yeah, I so from I, obviously I don't know for this article because it's hidden behind a paywall and the Reddit stuff is kind of all over the place. But uh, they tend to kind of read tea leaves from a supply chain standpoint most of the time. Yeah, like, oh, hey, right. Nintendo's mm-hmm. ordered this display from Samsung. So it obviously must be going to a new switch or, you know, that, that tends to, at least to me appears to be where most of their leaks come from, but they do employ Jason Schreier now. So that's, <laughs> I mean, it, he, maybe there he was go. just, right. you know, doing what Jason someone, Schreier does, having a beer with the it into CEO his pocket of Nintendo. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and I think to also, you know, uh, piggyback on what Derek said in the chat. Um, I don't, like I think the whole point is none of us do our, our none of us are taking all of these points at face value and saying we totally believe them. Um, you know, there's some stuff that seems like it could be realistic in terms of expectations for an upgraded switch, but there's other stuff here. Like we were just saying, depending on how you read it, they're saying this thing is going to you know be equivalent to power to a PS4 Pro and an Xbox One X. We don't believe that. Like there's just yeah. no way that's no. going to happen. So you you know with any rumors, you got to take them with a grain of salt. However. I think all three of us can say we have all been in positions before reporting on news where rumors on Reddit or whatever actually turned out to be right. So, you know, it does sometimes happen that these rumors are accurate. Sometimes, but I remember I've gone through a lot where it's wrong, 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 wrong. No, it's it's not often, but you just you can't dismiss everything out of hand. Yeah. Oh, I can try. You can try. I would try. I would say the key thing to remember is 
take your mind back to mid 2016 when we all were trying to figure out what the hell the NX was and no. there was a million different reputable mm-hmm. rumors out there about what this thing was going to be and it wasn't until what like a a month before the official reveal where the rumors from every single place started to kind of coalesce into one thing like oh hey it'll be portable it'll have detachable controllers and there was like your fringe weirdos saying it's an amd box it's gonna it's gonna be (laughs) just like the playstation you know but once Mm -hmm. once you start seeing all the sites like agreeing on the same thing then you're probably safe to assume most of that is true because even even with the nx stuff even once we had the kind of overall vision of what it was there were still details that every single site got wrong so it is Mm -hmm. it is important just you know to approach it all with a with a handful of salt because there's definitely uh, probably some truth to this, but it's not accurate, not a hundred percent. Yeah, it's very exactly. easy for one person to tell multiple people, and everybody reports it as their own thing, so everybody thinks there's multiple sources when really it's just one guy. Yep, remember mm. that Star Fox Racing game, folks? Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, that was like a plant, wasn't it? That was. Definitely yeah. not Made real. Yeah. yeah, that's such yeah. a shame. I wanted that to be well, real so badly, Poke- even though I knew all along. Pokemon weapons. Star, anyone? <laughs> yeah, Pokemon oh, right. Star. <laughs> Stars. I forgot about that. What yeah. about the? Oh well, I, Metroid I Prime Trilogy, which we all thought was coming out. <laughs> that one just makes still, sense. I still it, it believe does. that's real. I, I still believe that's it. A did, real it thing. did come out. It came out twice. <laughs> just not <laughs> right. for the Switch. I still think that's real, but of course, the the big one that we've all been through in terms of, you know, really being dragged through the mud with it was that damn Grinch leak, which... (laughs) You mean the one we all knew was fake? I never have to experience anything like that ever again. (laughs) It'll be too soon. The one I, like, reported on in in the update itself was like, this is not true. (laughs) This is is not true. Right. Yeah, I wanted it to be real. Just because you want something to be true doesn't make it true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But... We do, we do have some confirmed news from an actual hardware manufacturer. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about that for a minute. I'll put that up on screen now. So Sony has been slowly pulling the covers back on, on the latest iteration of PlayStation VR. And this week they decided to introduce brand new controllers, which, thank God, <laughs> they've been using those PlayStation <laughs> Move ones since the PS3 right. for no apparent reason. And they're finally doing something that looks a little more modern. Um, and it's got a bunch of cool tech in it. They say that it has the adaptive triggers and the haptic feedback from the uh, DualSense. And it's got so fingers touch me buy by Ash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this was already for other reasons, but yeah. Yeah, so this is really cool. I'm I'm interested, though, if they're introducing the controllers and all this other stuff, like, and they've mentioned the headset has one cable. I really want to see what the uh, headset itself looks like, but I am very down for this as somebody who owns the uh valve index the finger tracking tech on that thing is is ridiculously cool yeah like you can i mean the one thing that i noticed though is it it says finger touch detection and to my mind that means that you could like close a fist thumbs up other right. other less uh friendly gestures with it um <laughs> so i have to wonder though i mean you probably can't open your hand it looks like based on the pictures that it would just the guy's wearing like Wiimote style wrist straps, it looks like. So they'd probably yeah. dangle, but that would be a pain in the but ass to get back. It's, it's like yeah. circular. I think though, it's right? Isn't it like around your hand. Yeah, it's almost like boxing kinda. gloves. Yeah. See, but like, I. So maybe if you drop it, it just kind of 
Well, I think what would happen yeah. is it would fall away from your hand, and there's like a, a right. strap that dangles. It would just fall down like a Wiimote. Yeah, I, I, I think, think it, it is would... just a Wiimote type thing, not, yeah. not anything specific. Yeah, like the so Valve Index has into... like a knuckle strap that you put on and you tighten so that when you let go, it's still stuck to the palm of your hand. Um, right. Hmm. And they don't seem yeah. to have that. And it seems like a really simple thing to fix if that's what you want. You know, if you want people to be able to do full open hand gestures. Um, but mm. I guess it, I don't know. I mean, I think it's really cool. Plus, you know, the index is a $1,200 headset and this is hopefully not right. that. <laughs> I don't want to pay 1200 <laughs> yeah. bucks for, for a PlayStation headset. I, I would be very happy if they kept it in the two to $300 range that they have. Um, I, yeah, I, I have th- to say, aesthetically, I like the design of, of these things. I do share your concern, Steve, about, you know, letting the, the controllers dangle from the wrist straps in terms of, you know, how feasible is it going to be to get those controllers back into the proper position in your hands, right? Especially with the headset on. But yeah. in terms of aesthetics, I mean, they look comfortable. I like I like the way they, they look. And I'm just excited for this because I never really got it. I haven't really had much of a chance to dip into VR. And But every time I have, I've loved it. Uh, but I just didn't want to add like a million wires to my setup with the first PSVR. So knowing this is a single wire solution from what they've said before, I'm already all in, but these controllers just kind of make me even more excited. And furthermore, I kind of wonder, it's weird how this news randomly dropped because they haven't really talked officially about the PSVR success for too much yet. So this makes me wonder if it's a little further along in development than we may realize. It probably is. I mean, that might also explain why they put a bunch of VR games for free. Uh, right that's part of the whole sony thing it's like like yeah maybe you want to pick this up for when you maybe do get sony uh you know playstation vr from ps5 maybe not a bad idea yeah i i don't know i'm still i need to see a lot more before i'm convinced on vr vr has a lot of convincing for me to do to do for me because it it is expensive it seems unwieldy and there's just not a lot of games that there. like there's some cool ones a lot of the games they put up on the um for free do look cool. I wouldn't mind checking out, but it's also one of those things like, eh, do I really need to jump into this? It, it just yeah, doesn't feel I'm, worth it yet. I'm in that same camp. The sure. only thing I really want to play is Beat Saber. But yeah. <laughs> I, no, that makes that sense. Well. It, it, it's kind of weird with, with VR because I agree with what uh, you two are saying, Derek and Ben as well. Like, it's not, I, I don't, I'm not fully convinced it's that next pillar yet that it's gotten to that point where it's, where it's like the, the next big thing. I don't think it's there yet. But I do have to say, there's there's a weird dichotomy where it's either okay, I don't care about playing any of these games VR, but then there are the ones that it's like I have tried, or the, the very specific ones I want to play that are like, holy shit, this is awesome! Like I played Resident Infinite in VR, and it was like life changing gaming wise for me. It was I've never played anything like it in VR. It's incredible. Same thing with Astrobot. Everybody loves Astrobot, and I loved Astro's Playroom. So there are certain things I really want to play, but in terms of it being a mainstream platform, I agree with you guys. It's not there yet for me either. Man, so I I would say that VR for me has the same novelty that going to the arcade did when I was a kid. Like you're playing games that that you can't experience in a different way. Um, For instance, and and I wish I could remember the name of it. There's this obvious, obvious punch-out ripoff in VR. And it is so damn satisfying to play it because, you know, you actually have to dodge the punches (laughs) and punch back yourself with your actual hands. And so... It, that is an incredibly fun game to play. Like, there's no star punches. You just have to actually wind up and throw a very heavy punch. <laughs> and that is really cool. Although, you know, 
I, I will admit there was this overriding sense of fear of like, what if what if a little kid walks by and I just haymaker the hell out of a little kid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, other than that, like, as long as you're playing in a safe environment, VR can be like super hot in VR is incredible. Oh, my God. I, oh, I, I don't bet. think I've ever oh, played I a game that gave is. you a better sense of a power fantasy in VR in vr than super hot like <laughs> shooting someone and then everything goes into slow motion and yeah really a lot of fun <laughs> but i i do agree that vr has several fundamental issues that nobody's solved yet uh i've said it before motion is definitely a big issue you know you don't have an infinite space to run around in you're tethered to a cable so on you know it'd be nice to have a wireless vr system that somehow solved the movement issue but you got to get one of those special treadmills right. that lets you move in all directions. I saw that the other day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got hit with a targeted like advertisement a for one tether. of those. <laughs> I think the other thing that's tricky about VR for me is that a lot of the stuff I want to play isn't, like, official stuff. Like, there are mods that – there are, like, fan mods that I really want to play. But if I'm going to do that, it's not going to be on PlayStation VR. It's got to be with one of those much more expensive headsets that I still just don't want to buy into yet. But there's, like, a, a Sonic VR mod that I really want to check out. There's uh, years ago, somebody made like they remade at least a portion of Pokemon Gold and Silver from first person perspective. Like you're in the mm. four bit Game Boy world and like mm. that kind of stuff interests the hell out of me. Like I really want to check that stuff out, but not for as much money, not for the buy in that VR still requires unless you're getting getting on a, you know, on a uh, bespoke platform like PlayStation VR. Oh, yeah. I played uh, there. Steam has like a VR hub and I downloaded um peach's castle for it so when i'm not playing a game i'm just Ooh. in peach's castle from mario oh, 64 cool. which is really nice. cool um oh. i i have uh hyrule field from uh, ocarina of time as well what? so i can just explore around Me i have clock town those those are really really cool things i also oh, have nice. like yeah, a fan-made duck hunt game you can just play oh, nes nice. duck hunt in, awesome. in vr which is really cool and it, it looks, you know, 8-bit, like, just with weird 3D effects. Yeah, too. I was going to say, See, so when, you're in, like when you're in the Ocarina of Time world, does it look like you're in the N64 version, or is it, like, upscaled, like, nicer? Oh, no, it, it looks like the N64 version. It, it can oh. be pretty rough <laughs> in certain parts. But you can get, I mean, some people have actually went through the effort of, of, rather than porting the environments out of the game, just recreating them. And they do look really good, but... I mean, it's a novelty at best. It definitely isn't worth spending a thousand bucks. But you know, I'm an idiot, so of course I did. Um, <laughs> oh man, classy Mudkip says the Majora's Mask moon hovering over you in VR Clock Town sounds terrifying. I it imagine is. it must be. Steve. It is yeah. very unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, all right, so we we've probably talked enough about VR. We've got a lot of other stuff to cover. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to our next story. This is this is kind of a big one. So Sony bought evo which is is a weird <laughs> sentence to say out loud um yeah for those yep. of you that don't know evo is basically like the premier fighting game tournament in the world like people converge in las vegas every summer and they play a number of games you know whatever's hot but smash is a staple at that tournament um and nintendo you know seems not too keen on the fact that sony has purchased <laughs> evo um 
they released a statement uh, provided to Newsweek, or to provide to IGN and reprinted by Newsweek, which says Nintendo has enjoyed engaging with fans at past Evo tournaments and wish the show organizers the best with their new venture. We will continue to assess Evo and other opportunities as we plan for future online and offline Super Smash Brothers tournament activity. Uh, I mean, <laughs> wish, wishing <laughs> so, folks the best is, <laughs> is usually a, a fancy way of saying we're never going to speak again. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think this might have less to do with Sony buying them or buying Evo, though, and, and more to do with the Mr. All Wizard the shit surrounding. Yeah, Mr. Wizard, the you know mm-hmm. the, the Evo higher ups or the higher up, uh, you know, all the allegations against him, and not just that, but all the shit that the Smash community has been, you know, has had going yeah, on. I mean, at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I think Nintendo's just kind of stepping away from the tournament scene, the sponsored tournament scene a little bit in general. But maybe if things work out on the Evo side in terms of all the controversies, maybe we'll see Smash back at Evo 2022. I hope. It's going to it's going to be a shame without it. It's it's, it's a, a tough, great way to hype I ended off. It's a, it's a tough mm-hmm. spot to put to yeah. put Nintendo in for sure because like you said, you know, I mean the Smash community had had a lot go on like really really bad allegations going through the smash community um many of which proved to be accurate which is oof (laughs) unfortunate (laughs) yeah yeah unfortunate is is definitely a way to describe (laughs) it that that is a little less (laughs) profane than what i would say Um, right right and and there's there's also just the fact that like you said you know on top of that evo had its own drama which again is very similar in nature uh, yeah. To what happened in the Smash community, I just don't want to talk about it. I got kids; it makes me sick. But it's yeah. uh, so so. Nintendo probably had already decided like we're not fucking with Evo or Smash for a while. Like, <laughs> it, it's all right. a bit radioactive, and I it's mean, all it's going to be digital as well, which isn't really ideal. Like, I don't think any of the Smash players wants to play just a digital tournament. <laughs> yeah, that's Smash. also true because oh, Smash is online. Yeah, that's is so true. Poor. You know, yeah, the yeah, FGC is really, really not big on online tourneys, uh, strictly because, you know, there's a number of factors that can mess with your competitive play. And I get that this, this is a group of people that don't like to play wireless controllers. So asking them to yeah. play online <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is, is definitely a big ask in some cases. But I, guess, I have a I have a feeling that Melee Melee is not going to make it, guys. Oh, man. No, I don't think, yeah. don't think like so. It. Jeez. I mean that that's the one I, I wouldn't miss. It's ultimate that I want to you know keep seeing at Evo. But again, ultimate's right. online is so poor compa- comparatively to pretty much everything else there that it just it doesn't make sense. And and I'd rather if Smash is ever going to be back at Evo, and I hope it is. And that goes for both ultimate and melee. I, I'd like to talk shit about melee, but you know both fine. I just I'd like to, to for it to be in person, right? I think that would be the hypest way they could bring Smash back to Evo. So. Uh, and I just hope that Evo is in person again next year with, you know, with the pandemic in the rearview mirror, hopefully by then, that we can enjoy an in-person Evo again. Because I used to go every year. I love fighting mm-hmm. games, or at least watching high-level play, because I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would definitely love to go. I mean, it's a five-hour drive from my house, so if I could, I go. would. It's a lot of fun, man. Yeah. It'd be a bit of a trip for me. <laughs> yeah. Just a bit, slightly, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do kind of want to check out the Guilty Gear Strive gameplay because I've I've watched a lot of Guilty Gear stuff, but that game's so gorgeous. Like you know, kind of want to see that because jeez, mm-hmm. I still I still want them to make the next Street Fighter. I would be so happy if <laughs> Arc System Works got their hands on Street Fighter and and made it look like the uh, 
the '90s anime movie that they did, or something to that effect. Oh, that would be mm-hmm. heaven. Oh, that would be pretty cool. I don't think they'd ever do That'd that, be... but that would be pretty. I, I I feel like that would have to be relegated to a spinoff at best, at best like a new Street Fighter EX type thing, yep. where it's like this kind of sub series. I don't think Capcom would ever hand their oh their no, baby, they absolutely right? would. Fighting game I mean, baby no. to it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah, but honestly, cool. I'm sick of Capcom catering towards the Western audience with how they do their character design and stuff like that. I I want Capcom mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. to look like Capcom games, <laughs> right? But uh, at least um, at least, and I can't believe that I'm the one doing this. At least we still have Mega Man. They're never going to make Mega hey. Man appeal to a Western audience visually. So get, they, I mean, they, tried, they attempted it with that X. That, oh yeah, that they X did design. that they Maverick it. Hunter thing that was thankfully canceled. I never thought I'd be happy for a Mega Man project <laughs> getting canceled, but that I was so thankful that never made it to the. To the it could have been uh, Metroid Prime levels, man. Uh, <laughs> look, I, no, I'd be down for liar. that if X just didn't look the way he did. The art mm. direction in that was just hideous. I'm sorry, it was. <laughs> All respect to the guy who made it. It wasn't his fault. He was asked to do a job, and he did a great job. But the idea was bad from the beginning, and mm. I'm just so glad it didn't get made. <laughs> I mean, I think they nailed um, it with it that is worth first noting... NES oh, box cover. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That'll never die. And it That's shouldn't way it goes. Because it's hilarious, yeah. Um, it is worth noting that even though PlayStation bought Evo, it has been made clear on the Evo side that uh, the tournament will remain to all platforms. So Smash not being involved has nothing to do with PlayStation buying it. It is completely still a platform agnostic tournament. Which is the which right is cool. move. Yeah. 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 Right. Whenever uh, Killer Instinct comes back, <laughs> right? Yeah. keep it going. Well, speaking of taking trips to see Nintendo stuff, let's uh, hop on over to our next story. <laughs> And of course, I'm talking about the ultimate Nintendo-related trip, Super Nintendo World, which uh, Shigeru Miyamoto recently went on record to say is hiding a few Easter eggs, including his personal autograph somewhere. Um, hmm. This just stings. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to go. I want to go so bad. And had COVID not know, been a thing, too. I absolutely would have gone. I would have spent whatever ridiculous amount of money it would take to go to Japan and go to Universal in Osaka and see Super Nintendo World. But I can't because the world is terrible. Um, <laughs> now, but does that mean that his list. signature, that his signature is like etched into like some of the scenery somewhere, or is he like rolled up little, little scrolls that he's signed and hidden them throughout? I, I think it's in the scenery because looking at this article, uh, GameSpot reported uh, we were uh, we're walking Koopa's Castle in Japan, and there's this big portrait of Bowser that he's in, he's had installed of himself because he has a healthy sense of self uh, at the end of the hall, and it's not signed because it's just a portrait or or a prop or whatever. And we said uh, Miyamoto-san, there's no artist signature there, so we handed him a sharpie and he signed it right then and there. Then we came back and clear-coded it. So you'll find his signature on the artwork in the land, which is a special moment for us. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. Very cool. That's so cool. There you go. He, he signed the Bowser painting. <laughs> that's, Someone's going to try cool. and steal it. I want to go, go so badly. I'll, oh, of I'll course. Start. <laughs> so I don't know if it's actually hidden because they just told you exactly where to find it. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess you wouldn't know that if you didn't see an article like this. Sure. Right. <laughs> Mario 8A in the chat the says, imagine speedrunning Super Nintendo World, which oh, I'm, I'm sure some <laughs> yeah. little kids Fast have already <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe maybe some silver lining is that by the time we do make it over there, the Donkey Kong expansion will hopefully be, o- be mm. open and we can just, you know. Maybe. That'll be yeah, more that's fun. what I'm talking about. But I want to go so badly, man. 
Ben, Ben I'm here right, might I'm be right the biggest Donkey Kong fan of us all. I, I <laughs> oh yeah, I can't think. Maybe I I, Blessing I a... Blessing Junior from Kind of Funny likes Donkey Kong more, but it's yeah. debatable. <laughs> I have a Donkey so Kong if, arcade if that's cabinet the case, ben, in my loft. <laughs> Oh, if, awesome. if that's the case, Ben, I have to ask you, since you're such a big Donkey Kong fan, uh, one of our mm-hmm. one of our biggest, most ardent fans, his name is Jesse, a.k.a. Kitty Kong Facts, and this person is more committed to loving Kitty Kong than I think I've ever seen anybody committed to loving a character. I can't stand yeah. Kitty Kong. I think, I think he made <laughs> Donkey Kong Country 3 worse in every way. What are your thoughts on Kitty Kong? I have to know well, from a Donkey I Kong mean, hardcore fan. I, I have to tell you this. I'm a little biased because growing up, um, having rented like the original Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Country uh, 2, the original Don- Donkey Kong Country games, the only one I ever owned was Donkey Kong Country 3. So Ooh, it yeah. like has a special place in my heart. And as much as I, um, you know, Kitty Kong's not great. I think at some point I did a, a Kotaku <laughs> uh, ranking of every Kong that like ever existed. And he he was pretty pretty close to the top, or, or I should say the bottom. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he's fine. I'm not a huge fan. I'm more of a lanky Kong guy myself, who I feel like doesn't get enough love. Nice, but mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Lanky Kong's pretty cool. <laughs> lanky Kong's all right. Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, right here I have the uh, Donkey Kong Country novelization, the chapter book. Just, just novelization. Wow. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, does this go so, like the Great Ape uh, War and everything? No, I wish, but it's got these awesome like illustrations <laughs> that are. I almost want to like color them in, but uh, we did a <laughs> bonus awesome. episode. <laughs> we did I didn't a bonus that existed. Of, of memory I didn't cards. either. That's so uh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> there's a I, there's a bonus episode of Memory Card where I read the entire thing. You can go listen to it. It's it's out there. It's about forty minutes long. It's just me doing all the voices for all the characters and uh, <laughs> having fun with it. <laughs> Well, if that's not an advertisement, I don't know what is because, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's cool, though. Speaking of yeah, speaking of voice fun. acting, Ben does the best SpongeBob laugh I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the the means by which he achieves it are, are a little interesting, but he, he definitely does it, and he does it well. Let's we'll see. Let's see. It's been a long time since I've done it because if I ever do it in front of my students because I'm a teacher, mm-hmm. it's all they do the rest of the day. I can't get them to stop. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Of course. I'll see. I haven't done it in a while. I'm pretty sure that's how Tom Kenny does it too. <laughs> that's really yeah, good. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> I think I, I think I picked that I up in, uh, in middle, Bob middle and school. I don't even watch SpongeBob, and I know that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Yes, one of my many talents. <laughs> <laughs> one of many. <laughs> Speaking of your talents, uh, our next story should mm-hmm. uh, be of particular interest to you, Ben. Let me go ahead and throw that up on the screen here. So Steamforge Games has announced Sonic the Card Game releasing in 2021. Uh, I don't know what perfect. to make of this. Like I never yeah. thought of Sonic as a card game. You can Same. finally This just gives me Sonic already... Sonic Shuffle thoughts cuz that was all right. card base as well, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's not a good image. <laughs> no. I think this this also is just it's it hurts particularly right now because we're all waiting for any Sonic game to be announced, especially Sonic Mania 2, and there's been <laughs> nothing but silence on that front. But now we're getting a Sonic card game. Uh, okay. I mean, I don't want to, like, write it off. I mean, off. they could make it like the Pokemon trading card game, which everybody loves. I mean, that'd That's be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, uh, the website description says, Sonic's the name and speed is the game, literally. Join the beloved Blue Blur in a competitive card racing game where you'll collect power-ups and rings to win. It's fast family mm. fun. You'll race through again and again. 
Okay. Interesting. Is it a? Sure. I wonder if it's a deck building game or if it's something more along the lines of actual sounds, Pokemon. Sounds like a tabletop kind of game, like you, mm-hmm. like Uno yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Or sushi like go. Bark Magic. One, or of, one of those. Yeah. Bark Magic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> bark Magic. Where you collect you dogs. Can finally... and dog spells. You can. You can but finally yeah. banish people I to the I'd shadow realm. Like... But it just has Shadow the Hedgehog <laughs> instead. It's a little different. Oh, yeah, there you go. It's pretty good. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'd be more, not, well, probably not more into it because I'm not a card game guy, but I'd be like cooler with this if we just knew the, the next Sonic video games that were on the horizon, specifically yeah. Mania 2, you know? But mm. what are you going to do? See, I, I, I want to know the rules and I don't want to know if it's, is it just like a, is it Uno or is it Magic? That's I think that's a comparison there because right. if it's more like magic, I want to see the artwork. I'm like, what are they got here? Are they going to just use, um, you know, the 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 usual stuff that we see all the time? Or are they going to make right. special artwork that you know kind of gives some life to the characters, which would be really cool. That would be neat. Would be I just cool. hope that one of the rules is you you have to be doing voice impressions of Sonic characters the whole time you're playing the game because oh, I would annoy everybody. You're too so slow. Much. <laughs> oh man, I would. Yeah. <laughs> my, my wife would never play a card game with me again if I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I do that um, during normal card games before, anyway. So nice. Uh, before we move on to the next news story, uh, we're talking about a, a blue platforming mascot it did remind me of something I wanted to mention before we move on. Uh, get, get get my mega mention in now. Today, everybody is the Japanese the twentieth Japanese oh, yeah. anniversary of Mega Man Battle Network the series. Oh yeah. So. Uh, and, I just love that series to death. So happy 20th anniversary, Battle Network. <laughs> and by extension, the Game Boy Advance itself. Because didn't that release also day true. with the Game Boy Advance? Yeah. Is it? Oh, did yeah. It? It, I think it did in Japan. Maybe it did. Yeah, I don't in think in it, Japan, it did, it I'm fairly hear. certain because I imported my Game Boy Advance and Battle Network because I was like, oh, hey, a Mega Man game. Okay. Of course you this. did. Of course you did. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> oh, it came yeah. out here a little bit after the GBA's launch, but it, it came out pretty close to the launch here. The I remember... What did we call the clear blue GBA in America? Arctic blue? I think it was I think so. That like sounds that. familiar. They called it milky blue in Japan. I was like, that is the least appetizing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Give me but the milky blue. It sounds it. like something that came out of a wound. <laughs> like, no, yeah, no, that's, that's, just, that's just a Star Wars <laughs> reference. Yeah. I, guess. I don't know. Oh, man. So, yeah, I just I have a lot of really great memories with the series. Obviously, I'm a Mega Man fan, period, but I do specifically love Battle Network a lot. So I just have a lot of great memories of it, and I can't believe it's 20 years old. And Capcom, where's our Battle Network Legacy Collection? Make it happen, please. We yeah, want it. it. Seems, it seems weird that we haven't gotten anything. Well, uh, I mean, it is, it, it's not really time yet either in, in the sense that for Mega Man X's recent anniversary, you know, they didn't start announcing stuff until a little bit into it. So... It is just now today, and it might be, you know, we might get something in a couple of months. Who knows? True. Hopefully. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mario 8A, do you have some DBZ trading cards, Steve? I do. I'm not going to lie. I totally have. I, I have a binder with some Dragon Ball cards in it. I had a few because I, I think they came with some of the DVDs or it came with something at some point. I forget exactly what. And I tried, looked into the rules. And I'm like, I don't understand. This, this game makes no sense to me. I had such a hard time figuring it out. Yeah, I have. Um, there was an old. Uh, this I, I wish this game took off. There was an old anime based TCG called Animayhem. And <laughs> it literally nice. had like every anime in the world in it. Like there was Ranma, Tenchi Muyo, 
Dragon what? Ball. Like you could have Goku mm. fight Ranma Salatome awesome. in a card game. Holy it, shit, that's awesome. <laughs> I know, I have a bunch of cards for it. That's cool. It's like um, jump jump they're, force they're the, worth... the card game. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I also have uh some of the Japanese like Dragon Ball Z card ass games. I, I think it's just called card ass. Yeah. I, I mean what I always said card dos just because it sounded a little less awful when you say card dos, but yeah, it's basically just spelled card ass basically. Yeah. Oh my god. I have some yeah. card ass cards um <laughs> somewhere. And I have some really, really old Pokemon cards, but none that are worth anything, which story of my life, but anyway. Mm. Um anyway, moving on. We've got, what, two more, three more stories. God, we got to get moving. Yeah. So, uh, top of the list of things Ben cares about, indie games and Xbox together. Uh, <laughs> so, Microsoft <laughs> Hey, I finally have Twitch. an Xbox. Come on. <laughs> Which one? I, I've never owned an Xbox, so there you go. <laughs> there yeah, Xbox go. One, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. I mean, this will right. still be relevant, I guess. So, yeah, Microsoft yeah. is teaming up for with Twitch for an indie showcase on March 26th. Uh, they'll be showing off 25 indie games, or more than 25. Uh, they mention mm-hmm. some specific titles, Second Extin- Extinction, The Ascent, The Wild at Heart, Void Train, Exo One, and an update on Stalker 2. I don't know what any I'll of these be honest, are. People. I was going to say, I was about to say, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't really know any of these. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't either. Uh, that said, I'm a big indie game fan, or indie gaming fan in general. Uh, so Yeah, me too. I, you know, I have two Xboxes waiting in the wings. I have an Xbox One S and I have an Xbox 360. Not that that's really relevant to this. Uh, but, hey, I love indie games on all platforms. So if I see something during this that really strikes me, I'll check it out. You know, that yeah. indie games are indie games regardless of where you play them. And uh, there's there's so much for so many different fans of different genres in, in, in indie gaming. So who knows? I'm down to check it out. I, hmm. It's funny to me because I was like, I clicked on a little connection here and it has, you know, they have highlighted Second Extension and The Ascent. And I clicked on both just to see, see like, oh, what are these all about? And it just continues the Xbox tradition of like, yep, this is a shooter. Yep, that's a shooter. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I've been waiting like, on that one's one. One's fighting uh... dinosaurs and the other one's just standing on red cliffs looking at a city. So it's like, <laughs> oh. What's that one about yep. the fox with the sword uh, that's been in... Uh, development forever tunic i've been waiting on that one that's an indie game that xbox has been pushing oh, for okay. gosh years and years and i'm really oh. hoping it finally comes out this year it's like not aware it's almost one. like old school zelda but like isometric it's really cool so i, I remember cool. hearing that's about that hope. but i forget i i kind of assumed it already came out and just kind of passed by because i just haven't heard no. anything so for it's so still, long so still in the works that sounds and then i'm though. Yeah, and then the second the DLC for Cuphead. I don't know if that still counts as an indie game. Um, I mean, it yeah. is, but yeah, like, yeah it totally is. Is the DLC considered you know a game in its own? It, sense? I mean, that's worth. Sure, but, yeah, <laughs> I think it's worth. I think it'd still be a pretty hype announcement if they like, hey, oh, it's yeah. a shadow drop type right, thing. That yeah. would be actually really hype, yeah. or even just yeah. a release date for the damn thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they keep pushing it Sil- back, and that's fine, Cup- but. You know. Cuphead and Silk Song are the two that I really want to hear more about. I feel yeah. like mm-hmm. Team Cherry's been really silent on Silk Song for a while, um, and I'm not sure, you know, what what the hell is going on with Cuphead. They they tend to 
dramatically overestimate how quickly they can take their time get stuff out. yeah <laughs> like yeah. i i have no no problem with folks taking their time and taking even even a long time to release something but i wish they wouldn't attach a release date or a release window and then be like hey just kidding we need like three more years <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe just don't do that <laughs> maybe just say it'll be ready when it's ready it's tradition at this point because they did it for the original game as well. So yeah, exactly. I mean, sometime yeah. in 2028, we'll play it on the Xbox series. <laughs> something. I I, I, I'm personally, I, I definitely enjoyed been enjoying Hollow Knight more than uh, Cuphead because God, mm. Hollow Knight's controls are just so precise and smooth and Tight. silky as butter. Like it yeah. is just yeah, it is. Like you d- never do anything you don't mean to do in that game. I love it. Right. That's the true. indie game I'm most looking forward to right now, by far, and I know Derek will co-sign on this, is Blaster Master Zero Three. I'm so mm. excited. It has nothing to do with the Xbox in the event, but I'm so so hyped for that game. <laughs> and uh, you know, to anyone listening, if, if there's always this like idea that sometimes people say, "Well, I'm just not into indie games as a rule," but that's acting like indie games are a genre, and they're not. They're just they're, they occupy a different sect in, in the gaming market. But they cover all genres that AAA games cover. So, right. you know, if, if you're not, if, if you've said before, oh, I'm not into indie games, maybe rethink that and just try a few. Because it really yeah. is not as though indie games are their own bespoke genre that can't be enjoyed by anyone outside that genre, you know? so It's like mm-hmm. people who a try say that it. they don't enjoy anime. I'm like, have you seen all of it? Yeah. There's a lot out exactly. there. <laughs> exactly. Right. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is true. Mm-hmm. I I feel like uh, there will probably be at least one or two good things to come out of this Xbox presentation. I'll definitely watch it. I, get, I don't oh, think it's I mean, be super hype or anything. Are we going to react to it or not? I was thinking uh, maybe we should before the Square Enix presents. I was I would say no, but given that we got eleven hundred concurrent viewers for that Square Enix presents, which was decidedly not hype at all, might as well. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't I mean, why not? I, I'm game if you guys are. Yeah, let's let's sure. get a couple copyright claims. Yeah, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> well, that's we true. always pick up one or two. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if that, if not that strikes. is a, yeah, that that's true. I mean, there could be a lot of licensed music in this thing, so it may not be worth the risk. Ah, uh, no. It, honestly, it's not yeah, that bad. Fine. We're we're really just doing it to hang out with the audience, and if right. if mm-hmm. it won't play ads, I'm not I'm not going to be too upset. I mean, right. I'm just not going to yeah. try to mute it every time a license. I learned my lesson. <laughs> that's so ridiculous. Yeah, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> And, and you despite, played eight milliseconds all of your, this song. Well, and despite all your amazing efforts, Steve, and shout-outs to you, because you were the one muting the stream and not give it according to the timestamps that Square sent us beforehand while you were in a you know your, a work meeting for your full-time job. And despite <laughs> your best efforts, we it still got demonetized. It still got claimed, which is just nonsense. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but props to you for, for you know getting that done regardless. Yeah, it was it was eh, it wasn't too too hard to do, but yeah, it was definitely difficult given the notes they gave us to keep up with it. I mean, right. Hopefully, someday companies will just realize like, hey, uh, we need to find a way to file content ID exceptions for folks that are restreaming our stuff. Because um, right. I mean, the Game Awards said that they wouldn't do that to us if we were official co-streamers, and we were, and they did. <laughs> so. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> They're like, so they're don't liars. worry, we'll take care of everything. We'll make sure that you can't monetize this video. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing is, too. Well, like, now we have a list of to... people to hit. Mm. Um, well, and also so, the yeah, thing hopefully is, like... someday folks sort that out. Because, I mean, games these days at least have 
streamer friendly options where you can turn off licensed tracks so your streams don't get demonetized that's really cool i appreciate that cyberpunk even had it maybe they should have put those efforts elsewhere though <laughs> but, <laughs> um i uh i i just wish that you know actual streams like held by these companies would would start to think about those ramifications they want us to restream their stuff but they they don't think about like hey maybe we shouldn't pay imagine dragons a million dollars to play one of their <laughs> crap songs during one of our crap trailers <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> like, shots <Ouch>. fired <laughs> um well, Listen, you know, if i could fire thing, a shot too. at imagine dragons i would do it whoa <laughs> Um, Be careful, Steve. They're radioactive. But also, like something I, I know Derek and I both noticed is that not being able to hear half or more of these trailers has a measurably deleterious effect on our ability to be excited, potentially. Like, mm. I was into the Life is Strange True Colors trailer enough, and I was like, oh, okay, this looks, this looks pretty cool. But I didn't really get into it. And then not until it wasn't until I watched it later with my wife that with the music and everything on, I was like... This is a damn good trailer. I'm hyped for this. And I wish, I'm sure Square wishes they could have had that kind of reaction on stream. But you can't yeah. when you can't hear anything. I mean, the, we were so like concerned Avengers. about getting it muted and making sure it was all set. I couldn't, I was more focused on that than just watching right. the thing. Yeah. Uh, we'll just take so. the hits as they come next time. Yeah. Right. It's not right. a strike. It's just a claim. So it's not like the channel is in danger if we right. play it. No, so. exactly. Yeah. Anyway. So <laughs> we could we could talk about YouTube monetization all day. It's something near and dear to our hearts, really. But I have a feeling our audience might want to hear a little bit more about video games. So yeah. here is our seventh story. We're, we're breaking records today, folks. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 <laughs> Nocturne HD Remaster re- is releasing on May 25th in the West. Uh, I personally am not the world's biggest uh, SMT fan. I think Derek is yeah, probably the most hyped for this Same. by by a country mile, as it were. I mean, I mean that's the, fun, the funny thing is I haven't even really – I've played Persona. I've not really played SMT. But I knew it came out a while ago in Japan, and we haven't had a release date for this one for a, a, for a while. So the fact that we got one is a uh, big thing. Plus, you know, surprise PC uh, version apparently coming. Uh, that's cool. And – Hopefully it has the uh, improvements that were added to the, in pa- via patches to the uh, Japanese release because it came out uh, not playing great, especially compared to the original on PS2. Mm-hmm. It just did it, like it didn't even have some quality of life things that really should should have been there these days. But apparently they fixed that, um, so it's uh, it, it should play a lot better. Should be a lot more uh, fun and. Uh, be, so, from my experience with SMT, uh, limited it is, because like, I tried to play SMT4 on uh, 3D, 3DS, mm-hmm. and I got my ass kicked in the tutorial and stopped playing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could not beat the tutorial. But everybody says that the, the, like, the difficulty curve of SMT games are weird because it's really hard at the beginning and gets easier as time goes on. Uh, mm. You just They just sort of throw you to the wolves right away, and... Everybody talks about in, in the, for the Nocturne, um, the Matador uh, fight. Apparently, that's the one where it's just like, nope, go no further until you figure out this guy, and he's gonna beat you down <laughs> until right until that happens. So there is there is that. But along with SMT, uh, we are getting a um, digital edition, uh, a digital special edition, a digital deluxe, I guess, and yeah. that. Uh, 
basically, if you pre-order it, uh, you get to play this game four days early. They're doing the same thing they did with Persona 5 Strikers. Uh, but the in-game content includes the Maniacs pack, which is how you get D- uh, Dante from Devil May Cry in there. Their Mercy Act and Expectation map pack. Uh, the Shimmer Gummy Tensei background music uh, pack. And the Merciful dis- dif- Difficulty. Um, so... Yeah, pay, pay uh, extra for easy difficulty. difficulty. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. Yeah, that. I don't know if Merciful is an e- easier difficulty yeah, or not. Yeah. But yeah, the typical version is fifty dollars, so it's an extra twenty bucks for those three things. Um, but I don't know if it's a thing that happens for like if you buy the physical version because there is going to be a physical version. So what? what did, yeah, what do they do with those? I don't really know. I haven't really seen anything. Hmm. Um. But All it, this sounds so really cool. Thing. All this sounds really cool, except for having to, to, except for locking another difficulty level behind a paywall. That I don't like. Everything mm. else, totally, it's extra content. That's cool. But yeah, the merciful difficulty being locked behind, a, you know, twenty more dollars. Essentially, the digital lux edition is seventy bucks. Um, that doesn't sit right with me. But everything else sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah I I think people are excited for this one. I think uh, a lot of people are hoping it kind of catches on because of uh, you know Persona being so big right now. Right. So they're hoping that it happens yeah. for the main series. I don't think Nocturne's going to be it though. Five maybe has I potential. Don't think so Nocturne either. I think is just too very set in its ways. It's if everything I've heard. It's a good game. I definitely want to check it out. But there's a certain level of difficulty here. Like prepare for a lot yeah. of dark souls comparisons. I, I, I assume it's like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's funny too. Is that assuming for a second that merciful is an easier difficulty level locking it to the, the, the $70 deluxe edition version. That seems like it's kind of counterproductive, right? Because it's most likely the hardest core SMT fans who are going to drop the extra money for that. And there, it's also the hardest core SMT fans who probably won't need an easier difficulty. So that's a little weird, but mm, yeah, some may appreciate because these games can be really and hard. If <laughs> merciful, sure. yeah. if merciful is a name, it isn't a name for the easiest difficulty. It is objectively <laughs> the point. worst difficulty name I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, very true. Let's but uh, yeah, I, I've never. I, I've, I'm into Persona myself, but I've never really been able to get into the you know, the original core SMT series. I don't know if this is going to be the game that'll do it for me. But, you know, I know that there is a contingency of, of fans who really com- specifically love SMT and kind of look at Persona as the dirty offshoot that kind of waters down all the hardcore mechanics. And mm-hmm. that's not how I see it. But, hey, I'm glad this is coming out here for that subset of hardcore SMT fans. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. I'm I'm mm-hmm. probably not going to pick it up. I'm happy for the folks that really want to see this. I really want to see five more than anything. I mean, it was announced same what same day as the Switch. <laughs> like, where the yeah, hell is it? Right. <laughs> um, seems really weird. I think that's officially like yeah. the last game that was announced alongside the Switch that still hasn't come out yet. Yeah, it is. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> I thought Travis Strikes yeah. Again would take longer. Apparently not. I mean, like that's the weird thing to me because at least Shin Megami Tensei Five had a trailer. <laughs> like, even if it was a teaser trailer, but. <laughs> Travis Strikes again was Suda51 just going up there and being like, I'm this thing looks cool. I'm gonna make a game. It'll have some stuff. Maybe I'll talk to Devolver. I don't know. <laughs> like he it was very clear he had no clue what the hell he was gonna make, but that he wanted to do something. And he still got it out before Sheen Megami Tensei 5. And No yeah, More started, Heroes 3 is probably gonna come out before it too. Probably. <laughs> Which woof. 
but all right you know hopefully Shin Megami yeah. Tensei 5 comes out this year but I honestly doubt it I, th- I think we're still waiting till 2022 at this point I probably so too. May- maybe mm-hmm. it'll be a switch pro launch title maybe they were just thinking really yeah, far ahead mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right so going from uh Derek's favorite thing to uh Ash's favorite thing let me get our next story up on screen here <laughs> And this is unbelievable. So there is an <laughs> online Ace Attorney Orchestra concert that was announced uh, in Japan for April 10th, but it's an online concert. And that means that overseas attendees can can pick up tickets too. They're 42 bucks, <laughs> and you can watch a, a live orchestra online, basically the most fun Zoom meeting you ever had. Uh, so this Ash, I'm, so I'm going to throw bot. this right to you because uh, I know you're you're hype as hell for this oh my god because it's ace attorney and it's ace attorney music and it's an orchestra concert playing it live of course i'm gonna buy this and and watch this and be very excited uh and of course derek i know you are a fellow big ace attorney fan just like Mm me um but specifically the music angle of course is what i'm excited for in this case and uh i haven't played as much of the latter trilogy four five and six but i just devoured the first three games and all three of them have great music so i can't wait to watch this concert um and this is this is something that seems to be happening a little more i know there's recently that undertale online concert too and i guess people got Mm -hmm. to attend it live in japan but it was streamed for people around the world and i think in that case Mm -hmm. it was free you didn't have to buy a ticket yes it was but hey it looks like a lot of the music is actually from the great ace attorney Oh, that's true. Actually, I did read that that bit, and that'll be something to look forward to as well for me, since we it's not official yet, but The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles is allegedly coming out here soon, so I'm sure I'll recognize some of the music from that when I do eventually play it. Mm-hmm. I was so, going to say, how, this, how do you feel obviously. about that price point? Um, 42 bucks seems, seems worth it seems to, high me, to me, to but to watch a, an exclusive online yeah, concert. Yeah. So. Uh... I mean, you're talking to someone that who... That seems pricey to me for an online thing. I mean, I hear you. The, the one of the big advantages, like, it is from Japan and all that, but... Right. I mean, I hear you. And I think I think to a lot of people that would be a little bit high, and that's fine. But you're talking to someone who took a, a vacation <laughs> to Japan for the main purpose of going to the Rockman 30th anniversary concert. So, so if I'm willing to fly internationally to get to that concert in person, 42 bucks to watch a concert online. To be you know, fair. Video game music. This is this is actually I had to look it up, but this is a pretty standard price. So I've done a, a Japanese online concert before. Um, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> PSO two uh, used to do annual uh, sympathy concerts. They called them sympathy. They were like, but it was it was basically the same thing, like a symphony playing music from the game. And I paid four thousand yen mm. to uh, be in the audience for that online. That's roughly forty two bucks. Um, yeah. And going live was uh, 7,500 yen, which I also paid to have my sister-in-law go buy me merch from, <laughs> from, the, uh, <laughs> from, from the merch table there. So I have a bunch of like PSO2 uh, concert merch that I couldn't have gotten otherwise. But yeah, it's, it's I mean, in Japan, at least that seems to be a, a pretty standard price because this is, uh, hmm. this is uh, four years ago <laughs> that I did that. And they're doing it again this okay. year, actually. Uh, oh, April twenty okay. fourth. They're doing they're doing their the twenty twenty one concert, which again something is about April <laughs> four thousand yen to go. So I might do that again actually uh, for PSO two. But um, yeah, mm. just it seems it seems like a pretty standard thing these days. But uh, who knows? Maybe yeah, maybe plus, it'll uh, 
maybe I, I like the idea because folks like us don't have to go to Japan to see these things. And, and to me, that's <laughs> right. that's a real nice it's bonus. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I, and this is something that, that personally for me is worth it, though I certainly don't begrudge anyone who's like, eh, 42 bucks is a bit much to just watch an online concert of any music, video game music or not, whether you like it or not, I get it. Um, but this is a very unique thing to me, and of course I'm just obsessed with video game music. So, eh, for me, I'm good with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus, mm-hmm. I guess uh, there are going to be special guests there. Voice actors from the games will be on stage. Um, there's going to yeah. be character appearances. Maybe it sounds like there's going to be some cosplaying going on. If there Maybe are be actual character appearances. So I know they're going to be, uh, be syncing the music to the game the itself. Zelda so that one that I went they, to. they do that at other video game concerts where they have like clips playing while the music goes on. Right. So. Mm-hmm. And no. Mm-hmm. Well, oh yeah, no the Zelda concert. Yeah, this is always fun. But it I'm does seem as though looking at the program right that it is Zelda concert. So. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, looking at the program, it does seem to be primarily focused on Great Ace Attorney. So, and that's fine too, of nice. course, because that's something I'll play when it comes out. Um, yep. There's someone who said, uh, "Oh yeah, squ- uh, um, the, this is also the mm. first time they referred to the Great Ace Attorney as that name in an official English announcement from the chat." So oh, that's yeah. also you're right. That's also really cool. Nice. Hmm. Didn't even think about that. I'm so used to saying right. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, with that, I think we've covered all the news from the last three days. I don't want to say today's news. It's been a little while. Um, yeah. But before we sign off, Seems I have like to give huge out. thanks to our good friend Ben for rescheduling for us, especially <laughs> so soon. Um, so before before we sign off, well, Ben, there's a lot of things, me, uh, but uh, where, where can you can find me find, on Twitter at SuperBenTendo, which is like, you know, Nintendo, but with Ben instead of Nin. And... Uh, uh, Bark Magic, which is the card game that I'm currently kickstarting, just go to Kickstarter and uh, search Bark <laughs> Magic. It should pop right up. We have a, a Twitter account for that as well, with a very small following. It's just at Play Bark Magic. And then, if you want to check out Memory Card, which is a gaming history podcast that I co-host with Push Dustin, you can find that at Mem at Mem Card Show on Twitter. And then anywhere podcasts are found, uh, you should be able to just search it up and find it. Very, very nice. cool. Yeah, I, I still need to get. Um, I still need to check out your Kickstarter, <laughs> and I need to find time to listen to any podcast, even ours. <laughs> but, right, if, I, if I wasn't on yeah. every episode, I definitely wouldn't have seen them all. Um, uh huh. Anyway, though, but before before we sign off, we have to give a special thanks to all of our patrons. Uh, no matter what tier you pledge at, we appreciate you all so much. Uh, but obviously, there's there's a special thank you to our patrons at the producer tier. Uh, because without y'all, we couldn't make this show happen. And y'all know that. We love you from the bottom of our hearts. In addition, mm-hmm. we have to give a massive thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. <laughs> and those fine folks are Jared Edinger, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Dan Entwistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Floating Mew, Aiko Carroll, Christopher, The D-Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, <laughs> Nick Waterman, I lost my place, Kitty Kong Facts, <laughs> Angel <laughs> Martinez, Vedran Hotik, Macalau, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, 
Benny Yao, Shadow the Cat, Alicia, Azran127, Kenrule09, Jake Pelka, Geller, Shiny Turkey, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Charlie Bird, Lucky Wonderfish, Top Dog23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Charles Zaz, Douglas Comics, Andrew Medeiros, Orem M, Phantom23, Scott Barber, Patrick Harrison, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzywig Hoyd, Loyal Dingo, Flaming Highwayman, Sean Garrett, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Masterlinks, Sean Davis, Deaneth, Jackson Jordan, Matthew Wong, Ashish Joshi, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Hooby, Wolf X Blake and Moon Macarons, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 minutes in 60 seconds, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, <laughs> Synchro Lord, Brainchild, My Mom, Hi Mom, Darkumi87, <laughs> The Flying Tacos, Scuff196, Skull Kid Tiger, AJ Be Cool, Chip Damage Mike, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, wow. Phantom wow. Project, and Wheezy Penguin. Remember, you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming where you can watch today's news tonight live for as little as $5 a month and get our exclusive post show. Thank you all so much for watching. If you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. And until next time, good night and good vibes. Bye, everyone. Good night, everybody.